welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Hi folks and happy Sunday to you. I hope that you're having a good long weekend. Earlier this week, I spent some time listening to a podcast episode on the Emotion at Work podcast with Phil Wilcox and Amy Charlotte King. And in that episode, they were talking about burnout and stress. And I found it to be a really important one to think to listen to. And I I'll encourage you to go and listen to that one because the insights they share, I think, are really important. Amy shared some really good of her own reflections and thoughts on what it means to experience burnout, how stress can affect people, and and she was able to share some really good thoughts on what it means to be able to adjust your lifestyle so that you recognise when you're when you are stressed and when that gets to I mean that level of stress can lead to being unproductive and it can lead to behaviours which actually work against you and you start to experience more negative things in your day-to-day living than you do positive. And what it made me think is that I'd like to share my own story about self-care and how I've paid attention to it in recent years and the kind of things I've adjusted in my life to ensure that I'm looking after myself well so that I can be the best version of me, I can be my best self. And it's, it's one of those topics where I think It can be a hard one to discuss and it can be a hard one to think about because it it can feel like it's quite self-indulgent. And also, you know, I fully recognise, as I've said previously on the podcast with other aspects of talking about well-being and resilience, is that this can be quite a privileged position to be in as well, where if you have the time and the space to be able to think about such things, it must mean that there are, there are quite a few other things going well in your life that give you the space and time to be able to do that. So I want to talk about the things that I think that helped me to look at all uh, very many different aspects of my life. And over the years, what I've realised is that I've always thought about actually how am I looking after myself? What are those things I'm doing? And it's only in recent years that I've started to realise that it's not just about doing a good range of activities, it's also about how you think about those activities and it's how you reflect on what they're doing for you. So the example that easily comes to mind is that you could be somebody who goes to the gym every day and even though you go to the gym every day, you still don't feel like you're achieving enough or you're doing enough for yourself and to be a good person or to be the best version of yourself or to to achieve things or whatever it is that you may think may be lacking. And I think that that as an example or in a a different example, you could be somebody who works a lot of hours for their work and you're still feeling lacking in some areas of life. And I think what part of that, and I I certainly don't think it's the only thing to be aware of, is I I think that the part part of that is that we we don't spend time thinking about actually 
how is that going for me? I'm spending X amount of time doing this type of activity, and do I actually enjoy it? And not just enjoy it, but is it the right kind of thing for me? Am I doing things that help me to be my best self? Or am I just doing things because I've been told there's a certain treadmill of activity that I need to be on, and that's what I'm pursuing? And that's the thing which, for me, I've really started to pay attention to in recent years, is, um, is, is how, do I, how do I think about the activities that I'm doing? So I'm going to start to talk through uh, quite a range of that. And for me, this breaks down into quite a lot of different parts of life. It, um, I had to start thinking about my friendships. I had to start thinking about my personal relationships. I had to think about my regular and normal routines. I had to think about um, what kind of exercise I was doing, how social I was being, what my digital life looked like what my family time looked like, what my sleep routine was, how I was eating, what does my regular routine just look like overall, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, and longer. And I found that there were many aspects to where actually there was lots of things that were happening in life, but they weren't always as I needed them to be or as I wanted them to be. So I had to start tweaking it, I had to start making adjustments to ensure that things were in a good place. And what I'd like to start with is um, something fairly easy, where I, where I started to having to think about what was my daily routine like? In particular, when I was getting ready for work in the morning, I, never, I always seemed to be behind myself. And what I mean is that I always seemed to be playing catch up to myself for where I wanted to be in order to get out of the house on time. And I did the normal things that you would do, like getting your clothes ready the night before and things like that. I realised it wasn't it wasn't that that was getting in my way. It was that in the mornings, it was that I, I needed um, I, I needed to have to place things in a certain way around the house. It was that I didn't make things as easy as I needed them to be, so that I didn't have to spend time thinking about where. Where did I place certain things that I needed? They were just there and ready for me. So what I did was, quite purposefully, is I, I started to just keep everything I needed in a certain place. So I, all I needed to literally do is walk myself around the various parts of what I wanted to do that morning, do those things, and then just walk out the door quite comfortably knowing that I had everything as I wanted it. So for example, my clothes are in a certain order in the morning. That helps me to just get changed pretty quickly, knowing that I don't have to think about that aspect of stuff. They're just ready and I just have to do that. Then when I come downstairs and, I'm, uh, and I need to um, get my work bag ready, I've already done that the night before, so I don't have to get it ready. The only things I need to do is just make sure I've got, got very specific things in my pockets and if I have those then I'm then I'm good to go. On the days I take my lunch with me then I, I just ensure that there's a set again there's a certain order in which 
All I have to literally do is just pick up the pieces that I know that I want, they go into my bag, and off I go. When I do those things, I'm not rushing myself, I'm not uh, behind myself, as I uh, had described, and I'm in a good place, and I haven't had to use a lot of energy to think about that. It's just a case of, right, here's all the things I know I need to do, I've got them all in the right order, and I just do that as I need to. So that's on the days I'm going to work. Um, when I'm at home with the kids, completely different, um, and you know, when they're having to get ready for school, um, quite quite normally, quite and quite readily, that can quite easily get upended, completely and utterly upended. So what I do instead, in um, when I'm with the kids, is I set myself certain time markers that at a certain point we need to have done certain things. So, for example, you know, by uh, by 7:30 in the morning, the kids need to be awake. By 7:50. They need to have uh, gone to the bathroom and dressed and ready, uh, ready to have their breakfast. By ten past eight, breakfast needs to have been eaten. Um, if they're taking packed lunch, that needs to have been made ready, and we're we're ready to go. By eight fifteen, I'm ready to leave the house, and I, I try and do it against marker time markers instead because again, that helps me just to know. Right, are we in the right? Are we on the right side of where I want to be? And if those markers start to get pushed, then I know that everything is going to start to get rushed. And when things start to get rushed, is when I personally start to get a bit stressy, and then I start getting a bit frustrated with the kids and start getting short with them. And I don't want to do those things. I've done that plenty of times, and it still happens quite regularly. But I know that at, uh, these days, more often than not, it's in the right side of where I want it to be, and it's because I can also talk to them about those things as well. Look kids, it's this time, you know, I, I, need, I want you downstairs by this time. And you know, they're all at the age where they can tell the time and they they can kind of manage themselves to make sure that they, they get to that as well. And, and also, I can talk to them about uh, if we're not rushed, then it means that we can do things in a good pace and we can try and achieve a good outcome. And the good outcome being we leave the house without stress, without anybody shouting, without kids being frustrated at each other and shouting at each other, without me having to shout at them about anything. We're in the car and we get to school in a good, in a good mood and that everyone's in a, in a good place. And that sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? It sounds like a lot of work for, for, for different morning sets of routines. And it is a lot of work. And what I've come to realize quite clearly is that if you don't think about things in those ways, you start your day off on a bad footing. And from there, it it can feel like then your, your day ahead is just gonna be that much harder because you're already not feeling like you're in a good place. And I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like I'm not feeling in a good place for the day ahead. I wanna be able to look forward to what I'm doing that day. And so to do that, I have to, I, I want to make sure that these things are working for me in the right way. So that's one set of stuff. And the other set of stuff I wanted to look at for myself was, I've always known that I'm an active kind of guy. I'm a physically active and I'm a kind of guy and I, I quite enjoy being physically active. 
I'm not a sporty kind of person. I've never really been into, you know, one, meeting my friends down the park and playing football or, um, you know, any other kind of sporty activities like that. And, and so I always knew that I had to find other ways to make sure I was being physically well. And over the years, I've tried so many different things. I've done, um, in a previous job, I used to cycle to work every day. It was a seven mile journey each way and cycling made a lot of sense. It was a straight road, literally, up to um, where the office was and a straight road pretty much all the way back as well. Until, <laughs> until one rainy day when I slipped off the bike and ended up fracturing my elbow and that wasn't a great experience and it kind of put me off cycling. Other things I've tried then, um, I've tried doing running at lunchtime, running in the evenings and running was fine up until I found that my knee started to ache when I was running and I'm pretty certain it's because I, don't, I, I never ended up finding the right kind of trainers I need to do running with but again, it just put me off and I, and I never really got back into it. Um, actually, I also do remember that at one point, I, I, remember think, I remember feeling so out of sorts with my physical health that I signed up to do a 10k run. I had never done one of these. I hadn't done a long distance run in a long, long time, many, many years. And I remember going out for my first um, kind of practice run and I went out for like a 15 minute jog or something. And I was exhausted after that, not even having done a lot of running, just absolutely exhausted. And I think I gave myself about three or four months to get myself ready for the 10K one. And I remember by, um, I remember by the time that the run came along, I'd, you know, I was, I was running like at least three or four times a week. Um, so I had some really good regular routine with it. And I was really pleased with my time um, in completing it. I think I did it in an hour and one minute, I think it was. And I was really pleased with that because I'd never, I, pre, prior to that, I hadn't thought that I could run a good distance like that and, and enjoy it. And I did, and it was good. And it was, it was a great thing to do. And so I've always, in, in, running's always been something I've quite enjoyed doing. But then, like I said, my, my knees started to act up and I didn't, I never really got around to finding the right kind of trainers to help me to run better. Swimming is something I also enjoy and it's something now that in my current work um, I, I can take part in quite regularly because we have a, uh, quite fortunate that we have a, um, a, a minibus that takes us to the local swimming pool and so I try and do that once a week and my, I've started to really build up a really good routine with that. I get to swim for about 25 minutes each time and I'm um, slowly starting to build up my, not just my, uh, my stamina, but also uh, get better with my technique as well for swimming. So that's quite something I've quite enjoyed. Um, and then over the last, say, four years, I think it is now, I've been quite a regular gym goer as well. And that's something I never thought I would enjoy doing. I've tried doing the gym thing for a number of years, over my 20s and 30s. And it wasn't until uh, my late 30s that I really started to pay more attention to it. I got myself a personal trainer. He was really great and helped me to think about 
what I was doing and how I was doing it, the technique, how to build up the strength, how to build up to having a good routine so that you were so that I could notice improvement and I could notice progression with what I was doing. And that was that's what really helped me to get a bit more um, enthusiastic and a bit more uh, have, a bit more have a bit more advocacy about going to the gym. So that was something which I quite enjoyed. Uh, and I still enjoy doing it. So I, I still, I, I'm now back into a good routine of going twice a week at least. And I think I've just completed seven weeks of, of that regular routine. And what I particularly enjoy about that is the confidence in my strength building that I'm doing there and how how good I feel after having a good workout, knowing that when I'm doing my working sets that I'm able to achieve what I want to with my working sets and over the next couple of weeks what I'm going to be able to start doing is going one beyond my working set to see how I do with that kind of weight and what that does for, uh, for my strength and for my confidence in um, in, in, um, in my gym activity. I do that because when I pay attention to my physical health and the physical activity that I do, I give myself the space to be emotionally and mentally well. Because I'm not concerned about how good my physical health is, it's in quite a good place. And so I don't have to spend time thinking about, actually, am I looking after myself? I know I'm looking after myself, and so I can pay attention then to what are my emotional needs, what are my mental needs, and how am I taking care of those aspects of myself, because I'm already taking care of my physical health as well. And with my physical health, I also mean things like my eating routines as well. So what kind of food am I eating? Um, and when I, when I think about the the, the kind of um, the range of food and the range of diet that I have, what I'm what I pay attention to is on the days that I know that I'm doing gym activity, I try to make sure that it, the food I have is supportive of that, so it tends to be more protein led. On the other days, I just tend to make sure I have a good spread of vegetarian dishes and vegetables that I have during my week as well, and being Punjabi means that I have a quite a natural routine of eating vegetarian dishes. Punjabi cuisine tends to be focused around that anyway. And you know, I also quite regularly, well I say regularly, but you know, I don't, I, I will be quite okay with having your junk food options like KFC and Subway and what have you. Because I, I know that it's not an everyday thing, I know that I'm having it infrequently and that most of my other meals are, are more healthier and they're good for me. So again, and, and you know, part of me, I'm, I'm saying all this and I'm thinking, man, look, sometimes that sounds kind of boring, the level of attention you're paying to some of this stuff. And it might do to some people, you know, it might feel that way and it might sound like that. And what I realized in myself is that, well, I need to take care of these things in myself so that I know what it means to me in order to be my better self, right? To be my best self. And this will look different for everyone. You know, that's the encouragement here as well, is that I've taken this time to look after myself in these ways because I know that if I do those things, I am going to 
more than likely than not, be okay. I'm going to be well. And I want to be well, and these things help me to do that. The other thing that I've been drawn to is also having to think about, well, what does my social life look like? And that hasn't always been an easy thing. I remember several years ago, there was a certain kind of friendship I had where the two friends that I had were quite judgmental about whether or not I was able to meet socially with them. I found that really hard because I didn't want to let them down as friends. But also, my, and this is because I had a, a young family, my, my, or rather my children were younger at the time, and so I wanted to be at home more and I wanted to spend more time at home. And, and so I, would, I often found it hard to strike the balance of being a good friend and spending time with my family. And it got to a certain point where I started to resent my um, being a friend in that way with these with these two friends and it, I found it quite hard to be able to, uh, to balance that in myself and it got to a, a point where where um, it got to a point where I couldn't I, I had to stop trying to be an active friend and it took me a really long time to think about what it was I wanted from those friendships and how to how I could be a better friend in to, to them, for me, and for them. And with one of the, with one of my friends, that really it worked well. We, we were able to get to a better place, and we were able to get to a, a place of more understanding about where what I needed, and the Im impact of their. It was an explicit pressure, and I didn't know how to deal with that well because of how it was being expressed. And. And so there was, and so with one of my friends, we've got to a better understanding of that. Whereas with my other friend, it took too long to get to a place of understanding and appreciation. And by that point, there was quite a level of tr um, uh, broken trust as friends. And that can be sometimes hard to correct and rectify. So I've had to also realize in myself that if that's how, if that's the course of things, if that's the course of how things have gone on, I don't have to, I don't have to pay any more attention to it than I already have the resources in myself available to do. So I've accepted that, and that's how I now am okay with where, where those friendships are. One of those is in a strong, good place. I'm quite pleased and happy about that. And the other one is, is as it is for now, and that's. I'm not expecting any more from that friendship and I'm not expecting to do anything more and and if it starts to need to have to be more then I can think about that and I can I can start to apply some different thinking to that. So that's one set of things I realised that, that, that was happening for me. The other thing I, I, I really noticed was that I also needed a different type of friendship with some friends. And this was something I never really thought about. And this only started happening in, say, my late 30s, from about 36, 37 onwards. When, when I started to realise that there was a certain kind of conversation I, I, I needed to have where I was allowed to talk about things that were important to me and it was, and it was um, and being able to talk as a friend, so being able to talk openly without judgment, 
and needing a friend to just be able to listen and help me think through things. And that was something I didn't know I real I didn't know I needed until I started to experience what that kind of conversation could allow for. It allowed for a much different kind of mental space and emotional health I hadn't experienced before. So I really started to value that kind of conversation and that kind of friendship where I could get together with somebody, we could have a couple of hours of really good quality thinking time, really good quality listening time and conversation. It wasn't just one way, it wasn't just me always doing that, it was, all, you know, it was I tried to be as reciprocal with that as I could and I hope I am as well. And what I realised around that is, in having that, in having those people as my friends, it allowed for such quality of thinking and relationship that I willingly give time to those people because of the level of support that they've offered to me. You know, it's when I when I um, it's the kind of person who I would willing, as I've just said, yeah. If they, if they ask me, so can you meet up on a certain day, I will try and move heaven and earth to make sure I can be there and do that. Not necessarily because they've got something vital to discuss with me, but because they've asked me and because I really value them as a person and I really value their friendship that we have together. I want to have that time with them. Um, to be able to just chill out, have conversations and do whatever we need to do to have a, uh, you know, to just be friends and just be social with each other. So those aspects of my social life really started to, I started to make, pay attention to. And again, it's another aspect of stuff when that because those things happen and I try and make sure they're regular in my week, it, mean, it means that I have good regular activities that aren't just one set of stuff. I, I've really been trying to pay attention to what's the breadth of things I need, I, I need and want in my life. I also then had to, and then as part of that, what I started to look at was the weekly routine. What's happening in my week that allows me to experience more good things so that I can be resilient over a longer period of time? And that's where things like, and, that, and that's why I started to pay attention to these things and started to think about actually, when is it good for me to do those things as well? Because what's important to me is to make sure I have a good balance and not and, and in that is thinking about not that I'm doing too many things in my week, but I'm doing things at a good pace. There's a good cadence, there's a good rhythm, and that it allows for me to have space in different times in myself, for others, for my thinking, for my reflections, and that it allows me to um, determine how I spend my week. So other things that became important to me as well were thinking about my sleep routine, where I realised that I need to have at least seven hours sleep a night. If I get at least seven hours rest, I'm going to feel good the next day. I'm going to feel less tired, I'll have just that much more energy, and I'll probably be more productive because of it as well. There are days when I, you know, sometimes I, I do end up having less sleep than that and I'll be okay in the most part for the next day, but there will be quite regular periods when I'll, there'll be a clear slump 
in my attention, my energy, and, and then I need to spend a bit more time to think about how I recover and how I get myself through that. And that sleep routine, I realised, is also an important thing for helping me to be well. You know, I'm quite fortunate that I don't have anything that disturbs my sleep. I'm a light sleeper, so noise tends to disturb my sleep. But outside of that, I, I, I'm quite fortunate that there's nothing else that disturbs how well I sleep. And so that's been something which has been important to me as well. There's two other things I think I, I, I want to be able to talk about as well. One, one is around my digital routine and one is about my family as well. So my digital life, over the last couple of years, what I've started to really realise is that you know, there's been many times I've made mistakes of being of not being present with my with my family, with my partner, with with my friends, and it's because I've been too I've been paying too much attention to what's happening in the digital space through social media. And it took me a really long time to to properly understand that that uh, that social media and digital is an important part of my life, and it is in, it is something I do want to and I do pay attention to, but also I can choose when I pay that attention to that part of stuff. So these days it tends to be that during my commuting hours is when I'll tend to be more active in, on social media. And then when I'm home in the evenings and when I'm home at the weekends, I just tend to naturally be less um, active through social media. And it's taken me quite a while to to understand that that's totally okay for me and I don't have to be regularly active on social media. And that's mostly because I've realised that, you know, there's so many things happening on social media that you can't be attentive to everything that's happening there, so you have to choose to pay your attention to that well. And so the times when I do pay attention to it, I also really pay attention to what media I choose to consume. It can be really easy to get lost down rabbit holes of online arguments and discussions and what have you. And some of that can be okay because it helps you to think about things, it helps you to pay attention to what's happening in the world. There's lots of discourse happening around very, very many topics. And, and that's one of the huge benefits I find through social media is that I'm, I, can be, I can access those conversations, I can access that kind of thinking, and I will more than likely spend uh, spend a fair bit of thinking time on my own about where am I on those things and what do I think about those topics. But I also recognise I have to balance what I'm, how much time I'm spending in those spaces and when I choose to take part in those conversations as well. You know, one of the things that I, I regularly observe in the digital space is that people spend far too much time wanting to comment on something because they are having an emotional reaction to something and they're not spending they're, they're not spending quality thinking time to actually get to a better place with their thinking and with their reaction as well. And then also you spend, I find there's lots of people who spend having, because of those people who are reacting badly to things, and not just trolls, but people who are just you know, fervent in their argument, it means that the person they're trying to do that with is having to defend themselves and that's quite a drain as well. And so I'm quite conscious about how I contribute into those conversations. 
Yeah, I don't want to be in a conversation where I'm draining somebody else and I'm draining myself. So I have to spend time thinking through, well, what do I want to say? And if I can't get to a good place with my response, I'm just not going to go there. And it's, it's less of a case of, um, if you don't have anything good to say, then don't say it. It's not that at all. It's more of a case of, well, I want to know what I think myself, actually, before I respond. So I've had to really be careful and conscious about what kind of digital media I consume. And also, um, I, I've, I've realized that during that commuting time is when I can consume the media that I don't get to do when I'm at home because I'm, because I'm spending that family time in very, very different ways. So it tends to be where I catch up on my programs and my movies and my podcasts. That's where I tend to do all that now. And so I just pace myself through all that as well. You know, I, I know the people who binge watch lots of stuff. I tend not to be able to do that because I just don't have the time to binge watch in that way. And because at home we have subscriptions to Sky, um, I tend to not watch DVDs anymore. So when, um, and so I tend to just quite happily wait for things to come out through um, through the normal kind of Sky services before I get to watch stuff. Now I'm quite a regular cinema goer still. I've always enjoyed going to the cinema and it's one of my um, third place activities that that's the place where I can go and just get lost in a film and I really enjoy getting lost in a film. By the way, went to go see Deadpool 2 last week and it is absolutely riotously fun. It's so... I, I had so many actual tears of laughter moments that I didn't... I just enjoyed it for the comedy factor. The film itself is fine, and I say it's fine because the first one was clearly a, a good film and it broke so many norms of filmmaking. And this one, it just took it and it just elevated what they did with it. And I enjoyed it for that. The storyline was a bit weak in some places, but overall I, it was quite an enjoyable film. So if you do get to, if you're into Marvel films and if you liked the first Deadpool film, the second one is a definite watch. So the last piece I want to talk about then is, is my family time and how I realise that if I'm taking care of all of these other things in my life, I can be a better version of myself at home and that's really important to me. There's been plenty of times and plenty of moments when I know that I haven't been a good parent, I haven't been a good husband, I haven't been the best version of myself and that's because I haven't got the right kind of energy to be at home, to be well at home and I haven't enjoyed it when I haven't done those things well. I want to do those things well, I want to be able to be better in the, in the home environment and when I take attention and I spend it in the other ways that I do, it allows me to do that at home much, much better. And, and particularly over the, you know, as I see my children grow, my twin boys are now 11, my daughter is now 8, and naturally with that, as they start to grow and develop, they need a different level of thinking and parenting and, um, you know, that father-child relationship, which I'm constantly learning about and I'm constantly having to reevaluate in myself of what kind of conversation am I having with them, what kind of activities am I enjoying with them? How am I spending that time with them? And I, I can make better decisions around those things 
if I have the right kind of energy and attention to give to them. And I haven't always done that well, and it's because I've, um, because many of the other things in my life have been out of whack in different ways. So I think, you know, when, I, when I think around my self-care and what I do in this, around my whole set of routines, it is very much geared around making sure my family environment is as strong as it can be. And um, I think I'm in a better place. I think I'm in a better place with all of those different pieces. I certainly don't think that I've reached a height. I don't think I've reached any kind of pinnacle of this is ultimate self-care goodness going on. I just recognise that I'm in a better place than I have been in a long time. So in thinking about this, I hope it helps to share my own journey with self-care in thinking about my mental health, emotional health, physical health, my family routine, how that drives a lot of where I'm doing a lot of the other activities. When I do that and it allows me to be well in those other areas of my life, it allows me the mental and emotional energy to make sure that I can be the best I can be at home so that I can be um, so that I can be physically active, so that I can eat well, so that I can give energy to those I'm with and also be energetic myself. I can do good work when I'm at work. I can be a good parent. I maintain and want to do these things so that I can have a good level of resilience across many, many things. A couple of weeks back on Twitter, I put out a message about a particularly emotionally draining day I had and it was because there was just some some stuff that happened at home which I found particularly just challenging to deal with. And what I recognised in myself was I couldn't, I, I didn't have to feel better about anything at that moment. I accepted that at that moment I felt drained. I felt emotionally drained, and I felt, um, and I just felt low. And I just accepted that that was how I needed to be. I didn't have to feel good, I didn't have to feel like the best version of myself. At that moment, I just needed to be low, and that's what everything in me and about me said I needed to do. So I did, I allowed myself to just have that. I didn't know how long it was going to be for. I tend to know that it's going to be fairly short-lived, and that's because I have, all, I have these other things going on in my life where when I start to pay attention to them again, it refills the resilience that I have. Because at that moment, my resilience was at a particular low point, and it was because I'd used up so much energy to try and get through those moments that I'd got to a place where I, was, I had that complete lack of energy, I was drained. And so when I started to get back into my activities that I'd already had in place, it started to slowly refill my resilience. The, my, I think I heard somebody explain once as a reservoir, and so my, my reservoir started to get refilled again, and I got back to being in a better place. It took a few days for me to get there, and when I did feel better, I, I was able to look back on those, uh, on those days when I wasn't feeling great and I was particularly low, and I was fine. Uh, I, was, I accepted that that's how I needed to be. And in those couple of days, I didn't try and force myself to do good things or to feel better or to, you know, um, to think myself better out of those situations or the, those thoughts that I had. 
I just accepted that. No, this is fine. This is my low period. I'm, that's just where I need to be right now. And I know that there'll, there'll be a moment when I start to come through that and I feel better out of it. And that'll come when, it's, when I'm ready for that to happen as well. And the other piece that I'd like to just pay attention to and make mention of is that over the last couple of years, I, I also undertook two other activities which I recognized I needed. One was I recognized that I needed regular counseling in order to help with some of my thinking around all of these different things and wanting to ensure that I was being my best self. And that was a really helpful time that I spent doing that with a friend and, in, and having that space to be able to think and express myself in a way which was met with a complete lack of judgment, was around support, was around belief in me. And that was, I, I, I look back on that and I think back on it and I reflect on how helpful and supportive that was to me. And at a certain point, I recognized that there was a certain type of behavior which was harmful to me and I needed to seek out therapy to help me to correct where I, how, what I was doing in that space. And that therapy was absolutely vital in helping to correct that behavior. And I feel more stronger in that space. And, and sometimes that behavior raises itself to me. You know, there's triggers and stuff that, that sometimes come around. And I'm much more able now to notice when the triggers come my way and how I respond to those, how I think about those triggers, how I respond to them, and the choices I have available to me. And I'm always then able to look at my choices and decide which one do I want to follow? Do I follow a set of behaviors? Do I, set, do I follow a set of choices which can lead me down that path which I don't want to go? Or do I stick with a set of behaviors that allow me to continue to be well? And I. I always choose to continue to be well because I know that if I stay on that path, I'm going to be in a better place over a regular and longer period of time. That's what I want for myself. That's how I can be well. If I choose to go down a different path, I know that it will lead down a set of unhealthy and harmful behaviors. I don't need that and I don't want that either. And I share this because I want to be able to just be open about the, the wider range of support I've recognized I've needed for myself, how important they were for me and and how supportive they were as well. So I think that's where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope it's been a useful one for you all to listen to and think about. As ever, if you have anything to comment on or want to let me know about, about what you thought about this episode, Please do share that with me. I'm really keen to hear that. And I hope you have a good rest of your bank holiday weekend. And if you're listening to this during the week, then obviously do get in touch as well. Thanks, folks, and take care for now.